The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. To share with you a unbelievably powerful story. I'm telling you, the first, this first time I saw the story, I started crying. This story was told over by Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson. He said this in Ishiod, and I'd like to share this with you. A beautiful story. In 2008, at the Shiva home of the unbelievable Shluchim, Gavi and Rivka Holtzberg, who were brutally killed, Hashem Yimkom Damam, for only having the sin of having a Chabadas open in Mumbai, India. These wicked people stormed the place. And by the way, they staked out the place beforehand. They used to come for Shabbat. They used to come for Friday nights. They used to come. They were invited. They were personally tended to by the Shaliach and his wife. They actually were very kind to them. And these Rishaim, they should rotten again. They took these people and unfortunately they murdered them. And they left a child who, and there was an unborn child as well that they took with them. And during the Shiva, as you can imagine, the parents, the magnitude of that pain that they have, that their children were taking away from them. They're hearing all these wonderful stories of what amazing shluchim their children were. And the story goes that there was a young woman, we'll call her Liat. Liat was a regular Israeli girl, grew up secular. She knew nothing about her heritage, nothing about Shema nothing about anything. She thought all these stories were fables. And unfortunately, since she had such a limited background of what it meant to be a Jew, she, after her army service, she was looking for spirituality. So what do many Israelis do when they're looking for spirituality? They go to India, right? Of course, everyone goes to India because it's not in Israel, right? So she gets on a plane, goes to India, and she's backpacking all over. Unfortunately, when you are someone that just did your army service and you think you're so wise and smart and you're so cutting edge, you start associating with people and unfortunately not the people that are the best people for you. And this liat, she unfortunately started hanging out with the wrong crowd. Make a long story short, she got involved in some very, very shady stuff. And because she did, she eventually got arrested. Now, in India, as you can imagine, where they have over a billion people there, the prison system is not exactly an American prison system. It's not, by any standard, a prison system. It's just like you're in a dungeon with probably hardened criminals, people who are psychopaths, people who have real serious issues, and this poor lady who unfortunately made poor decisions, but she's not a criminal. She just made bad decisions. So she's stuck in a very precarious situation in a very bad prison. And there were many times she thought she was going to die. Somebody told her, if you want out... Try to do certain things in the prison that will curry you a favor and you'll get like cigarettes, you'll get some chocolates, you'll get something and then barter your way out, make the guard, basically bribe one of the guards to look the other way and then run out of the prison. It's India. They don't really know what they're doing, who's coming, who's going. Just run out. So she did that and after a few weeks, she secured her release. Now, technically, she was a fugitive. She's on the lam because they had on the system that she actually was in prison. But she escaped. So she didn't know what to do. She didn't know where to go. She bumped into one of her friends. Oh, Liat, what, what's going on? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I was in prison. You were in prison? So how did you get out? I bribed one of the guards. You bribed one of the guards? That means you're a fugitive. If they catch you, they're going to be doing something even worse. You got, you got to get out of here. He's like, how am I going to get out? He said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? He said, you know what? Go to a synagogue. Maybe the rabbi there. They're wise people. Maybe the rabbi will help you. So she was in Mumbai. And she goes to the Chabad synagogue. She went to Rav Gavi and Rivka Holtzberg. She went to Rivka Holtzberg. She met her for the very first time. She poured out her entire story. And as she's talking to Rivka Holtzberg and telling her this whole story, Rivka says, stop, Liat, you're in danger right now. You got to get out of India. She's like, how am I going to get out of India? Where am I going to go? She said, go back to Israel. Go home. 
find yourself. You must get out. If they find you, you're in big trouble. How am I going to get out? So Rufki's thinking, she's thinking. She goes, I have an idea. She goes into her closet. She pulls out a gorgeous white gown, a wedding gown. She says, Liat, this is my wedding gown that I got married with. This is the wedding gown I use for people who come to India that want to get married. And my husband and I, we marry them off. I'll get another wedding gown. Don't worry about that. You need to put on the wedding gown. And when you get to the airport, I'll give you money. Go to the airport, book a flight right now. When you get to the airport, tell them that you are getting married tonight and you're flying to your fiance back in Israel. But I'm not. What are you talking about? Just fake it. You'll be a good actress. Just fake it. It'll be good. Okay. And suddenly, Rifki's eyes light up. She takes off her diamond ring. And she says, Liat, you got to make this look convincing. Here, put this ring on. And she puts her own diamond ring on Liat's hand. Tell everyone that you're going to get married and point to your ring and say, look, this is real. Look, I'm getting married. I need to get on the flight. At the Shiva home of Rifki and Gabi Holtzberg, this Liat had a beautifully folded gown with a ring. And she says, I always meant to give this back to your daughter, but I didn't have an opportunity. And I want to say thank you. She saved my life. And she gave this back. Suddenly, Rifki Holtzberg's mom, with tears in her eyes, looks to Liat and says, I want to say thank you, but I want to tell you more than that. You now answered a question about a conversation I had with my daughter a few weeks ago. I didn't know what she was talking about. What's the conversation? I noticed that when I visited my daughter for the very last time, I saw she was running here, she's running there, and I noticed her diamond ring was missing from her hand. I said, Rifki, where's your diamond ring? Don't worry about it, Ma, don't worry about it, Ma. So like a good mother, she didn't press anything. She waited until it was a quiet time and no one would be around. As they're talking about random things, suddenly she jumps in and goes, come on, Rifki, just tell me, what happened if you lost your diamond ring? We all lose stuff. Did you lose your diamond ring? What happened? And my daughter wouldn't tell me. All she said to me was the following. Mom, I am here with my husband, Gabi, on Shlichut, and I'm here on a mission. And my diamond ring is also on a mission. It also is on Shlichut, and I don't want to get into it. I didn't know what she was talking about. Diamond, what are you talking about? Now I understand. That was your get out of jail card. That was your diamond ring on a mission. We all have a mission. We all have something that we could do that is so powerful. And we have to recognize we're on a mission here. HaKadosh Baruch sent us down here. Now you're going to say, I have to do it. It's all on me. Now sometimes the answer is, yeah, it is on you. Or sometimes, no, it's not on you. But it has to get done. So find someone that could do it with you. And in tandem, you do it together or you do it with others. Every one of us is shy to do that. Don't look at, I got to do it myself. No, maybe it sometimes has a team. You have to do it and work together with community members together. Or sometimes you need someone to be a leader and stand up. But it has to be done. You're on a mission. And even an inanimate object, like a ring, could literally procure and make sure that someone has freedom and can now be a free person and be able to do what they need to do. So never forget that. We're on shlichot. We're on our mission. And we should always try to go higher and higher. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.